Hey there, podcast listeners. This is the Bridge of Stories podcast. A platform that discusses world issues through personal lenses. We are your hosts. Students of the class of 2020 at the United World College in Mostar. Michelle Wang from China. And Ante Kashura from Poland. Every Saturday, we welcome interviews from all around the world. Bringing all kinds of stories to you. Making headlines from the news no longer foreign, but personal. Visit us on our Facebook page, Bridge of Stories. And for now, sit, sit back and, and enjoy, enjoy the episode. episode. Today we're joined by a very special guest, so can you please just tell us your name, where you're from, and your school, please? Sure, uh, I'm Fernanda, I come from Mexico, and currently I'm a student at United World College in Master. Perfect, thank you Fernanda, and thank you for being here, and actually, uh, I don't know if our listeners listened to our episode on Mexico, but yes. Fernanda was actually the person who hosted, hosted us, us. In, in Mexico, so this opportunity was um, given to us by her, so we're really grateful, and that's why we're also really happy to have her here Absolutely. and present a very exciting project that is... It's called More Than a Migrant. So currently this is a project that I started like a couple of weeks ago and it was like as a consequence of a... as a consequence of a culture week that we have here, like Latin culture week. Yep. So it came as an idea because we were trying to like raise awareness of several issues that are happening like Latin America. Mm-hmm. And one of them is like migration, which is like a, not a new phenomenon, but it's still something that is really like prominent in the area. So among the things that we wanted to raise awareness about was that, and I was like, okay, I just don't want to go and like make a presentation, and that's something mm-hmm. that like, probably people is gonna forget about later on. Yeah. But I wanted to make something that actually was gonna have like an impact on the community itself. Of course. So we came up with the idea of like posting pictures about like ourselves, but telling stories about other people, mm-hmm. and it was in a way of giving voice to those who currently don't have a voice because of mm-hmm. their situation. And it started with like pictures and then we said like, no, we want this to be like long term. Mm-hmm. So we started with the project of More Than Migrant, which is mainly uh, a platform to give voice to those migrants that want to share their stories, their experiences, uh, how has migration impacted their life or had impacted their life. And in general, it's just to like raise awareness, yeah, but also to show the different phases of migration. Mm-hmm. Because it's not only like, oh yeah, I migrated and now I have like a bigger income, but how does this impact your life? Mm-hmm. Um, what do you reflect on and everything like that. So why is the migration so problematic in Latin America? Because you mentioned that that was the thing that actually drove you uh, to starting the project. And I'm, um, you know, I'm curious because, well, I got to hear about it from you on the cultural presentation, but I'm sure, you know, a lot of people don't know about how problematic this, this issue actually is. Yeah, it's really, it, it's, like, it's really prominent in Latin America, especially because of like the political situation, violence. There's many reasons why people migrate. One of them being like economic reasons, because as we know, like low, like wages in Latin America are really low. Yeah. In Mexico, I think that the minimum salary per month is like what, like a little bit over a hundred dollars, which is like extremely low. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the one of them is economic reasons. The other one is like also violence. Like Central America has one of the most like mm-hmm. violent countries in the world. Yeah, so exactly. a lot of people just like flee seeking refugee in like Europe or the U.S. Mm-hmm. because of violent like violence in general. And also, like, political situation, like, right now we've yeah. seen, like, in Venezuela, like, a lot of people is migrating to, like, Colombia because yeah. of, like, the political situation and social situation in general. Bolivia as well, right? Yeah, The, the episode sure. we, we yeah. did, actually. Yes, um, Rodney, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, a lot of people is migrating in Latin America because of the situation in general. Like, it's a combination of factors. Of there's course. not only, like, one specific factor, and it depends a lot on the person. Like, there's countries in Mexico, we don't have, like, a lot of instability in the country in terms of, like, political or social, but yeah. we still, like, have low wages prominent... Uh, we have like a lot of issues like violence is really prominent in the north of the country so mm-hmm. it depends a lot on the person 
I think that was a really nice uh, brief introduction to kind of, you know, the intention of starting a project. And I really think that there should be more awareness or just kind of like different perspective, right, presented on the Latin American migration situation, because you often hear one perspective, I would say, especially in media. And so, you know, just to like widen our horizon, Fernanda, could you could you perhaps just, you know, give us one example, one story that you feel that was particularly meaningful to you and deserves uh, to be shared with a wider audience? Sure. Uh, I will mention like our first post that we have in More Than a Migrant. Mm-hmm. And it was like my dad's story. Mm. And it was really special for me in particular because I never really like sat down with my dad to listen mm-hmm. to exactly what we, he went through. Mm-hmm. Like I knew he like migrated when I was like just like one year old or yeah. less because of economic situation and everything. Yeah. And like he was really young. He had me when he was 19. My mom was 21. Oh. So it was like really complicated. He dropped school and everything. So he decided to migrate and in his story with like which i didn't know yeah. like he showcases like the how people in the border like treat those who are trying to migrate right. mm-hmm. like he mentions if you read the story how they were treated as animals they were like uh with handcuffs and everything he told me like he ne- like it was really really awful mm. He mentioned like how he was crossing the desert like it took him three days to cross the desert he didn't have any food he only like had a couple of like bottles of water and it was like because people often leave water bottles along the border for people that is trying to migrate wow. or for them not to die wow. but he was just like drinking water like he didn't even have a jacket at night and the desert is extremely cold I bet so uh, he, I don't know he showcases like how hard it is in general like to migrate from one place to another one and that's if you're lucky if you get to migrate in general yeah. to cross the border because yeah. he tried like three times in those like in that sp- like week span yeah. because in the first time he like he didn't make it mm-hmm. he was traveling with his cousin i think mm-hmm. the second one again he, he made it but because no one was waiting for them on the other side they have to come back to mexico and the third time they found this person called a coyote which is like the person that makes sure that you're like crossing the border yeah. he find a good coyote uh, and they managed to like cross the border but he, he mentions how these people even injured and everything and it's really personal because he he showcases how was migrating them when he tried to migrate illegally mm-hmm. and how now that he's working in the states like legally and everything yeah he mentions like how even crossing through the same spot that he crossed when he was illegal oh. but now legal like it really like hit him in a way and i bet he goes through that border very frequently right and i, yeah. I just can't imagine every time crossing the border and you know, being reminded of the experiences mm-hmm. a few years ago, which is very recent, actually, and yeah. I bet it's very impactful for his life. Totally, totally. He mentions that that night that he spent in the, like, in the desert, it was the coldest he has ever felt, and it's, I don't know, yeah. it's really full of emotions, that story. Wow. Yeah, well, I'm shocked that people try to, you know, cross their country, like, by foot, you know? That's that's really common. That's extremely common. Oh. Because when they try to cross the border, it's, like, by foot. And even, for example, we're, I don't know if you, if you pay attention, but when we, we had, like, the presentation uh, uh, in the Culture Week, we yeah. mentioned, like, for example, people migrating from uh, Venezuela to, to, to Colombia. Mm-hmm. To Colombia, they take, yeah. like, over 200 hours just to cross by food and it's like extremely long it's extremely difficult and people don't have like a gps or anything so it's it's really really complicated really hard yeah no exactly and as you mentioned already with the crime rates right and the yeah. homicide rates that has to be you know extremely dangerous in that just way as difficult well. yeah yeah and you get like you have you can even get like robbed along the border or yeah, like exactly. several things it's really dangerous and mm-hmm. I'm just wondering, do people still do it because there's no other resorts? There's no other ways? Or 
Yeah. Is it the easiest, or like why exactly do people choose to physically mm-hmm. cross the border? By food, um, yeah. I would say that depends again a lot on the person. Of course. Uh, I wouldn't say that it's the easiest way, of course. No. <laughs> Probably <laughs> <But> not. <laughs> like, it's not the easiest way. But I think it's like, to some extent, the safest. Because if you try to cross through other means, you get more chances to like get caught, uh-huh. uh-huh. caught by the police, by like the border patrols, or like I know another story that is like a girl she was trying to cross border. She like she intentionally got caught because she was trying to ask for asylum, but due to the recent like you know like tension between the U.S. and Mexico and everything, yeah. like people just like didn't even process her in the right way. Mm. They just like sent her back to Mexico. When like when you ask for asylum, you at least should be taken to like the U.S. and like certain procedure needs to be taken, but it, that didn't happen. Awesome. Yeah, so it, like I would say to some extent, it's the easiest way to cross by foot in terms of like if you want to make sure that you're gonna get into the states. And so I'm just wondering. Of course, we mentioned the cases of U.S. Mexico with a very personal story, um, and you know, Venezuela, Colombia, etc. And of course, we know that the uh, issue itself is so much more widespread. So could you please just, you know, inform us of some of the other migration routes or yeah. migration options or whatever yeah. uh, from the Latin American countries? Sure. Like, uh, currently, a lot of people, due to the fact that there's still, like, a lot of tension between the U.S. and Mexico and, yeah. like, a lot of, like, securities issues yeah. are happening at the border, yeah. a lot of people are choosing uh, to migrate to Europe. For example, from Venezuela, a lot of people is migrating to, like, Spain because of the connection and everything and mm-hmm. we don't really like in a lot of Latin American countries we don't really have like a visa requirement to travel to Europe so it's like what they do is like they fly to Europe and they just like stay there, stay there yeah. Yeah, yeah like they just like buy another a new identity which is also what something that oh. my dad talks about like it's just nowadays so easy just to like buy a new identity or like like something that states like oh yeah you are a citizen from this country oh. and everything accepts it like everyone accepts it so that's how they get jobs and everything. And it's kind of, if you have the economic um, like means to go and fly to Europe, that's mm-hmm. what's like happening right now. Like fly to Europe and you stay there. But for those who don't have like a lot of economic means, it's easier for them to some extent to just like walk and like try to get somewhere else by food. Yeah. Somewhere closer. Yeah, somewhere yeah exactly. Closer. Because I assume with the, especially with the, um, the US and the new policies that are, you know, very strongly against immigration, I think it's, you know, that's why it's getting so dangerous. I don't, I cannot recount exactly, but there were those issues that the, in the border council, the separation of uh, families, right? Absolutely. Um, so, well, I assume, I mean, it works as the deterrent, right, for yeah. people to, you know, so I guess the migration to Europe will eventually probably be increasing somehow. I don't know. Yeah. Um, Totally. Or to like even neighboring countries like mm-hmm. Venezuela, they go a lot to Colombia. Col- Colombia is one of the countries that receive a lot of migrants. Mm-hmm. Mexico, we also, when pe- when people from Central America try to get to the US and they fail, they often stay in Mexico. So in Mexico, we have like a lot of people from Central and South America like living in our country because of this situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so uh, when we talk about, well, kind of just shifting the topic a bit. When we talk about um, Latin America, we kind of see it as almost culturally very similar between the countries because, you know, well, except Brazil, most of the countries speak Spanish and some of the culture are very similar. And so do you kind of see the dynamics of, for example, right, uh, Venezuela's going to Colombia, like, do they, are they able to assimilate? Are they able to fit in? And um, for other people as well, like, do you see by migrating, they're actually resorting to a better life or do they feel even more distant or different because, you know, they're at a different country? Yeah, I'll, I'll say again, like, it, it depends a lot on the person. Mm. And it's one of the things that we're trying to showcase in yeah. this, like, project of More Than a Migrant. Because there's people that find 
migrating as something that was really beneficial for them and they feel comfortable yeah. in the country that they're in now but there's also people that really miss home because like as I mean it's a personal like lesson but there's nothing like home you know mm-hmm. so there's people that feel comfortable there's people that don't feel comfortable uh, it does help the fact that we have like really like a lot of similarities in our culture mm-hmm. it helps to like emerge more in society and everything however I would say that it depends on the case because people often want to return home because of like probably they don't have like as many contacts as they will have here yeah. Uh, my dad mentioned some also like loneliness loneliness in general like is one of the issues that make people want to return mm-hmm. because you don't really get to like do a lot of stuff to the fact that you're illegally in a country mm-hmm. you don't get to like go out or anything because you're trying to be as safe as possible so that loneliness like factor is really important in making people whether to feel comfortable or, or wanting to go home no places like home yeah yeah yeah, and, but I assume also, you know, people who live in the countries themselves, right? The people um, who live in the countries that people migrate to, yeah. uh, they also, I think, contribute to the fact that this assimilation is difficult because, I mean, we've seen that even in Europe, right? With people migrating from the Eastern European countries to Western European countries and, you know, this idea of, you know, them being manual labor or whatever the case might be, right? So I guess this is also, you know, one of the one of the issues and this kind of... Um, perception you know i think just is a huge barrier for this uh, assimilation to occur right now on a good level yeah for sure like people when they tra- like often travel to the u.s are often perceived as just like labor labor force like yeah. people who's going to paint your houses or going to clean your houses or is going to like collect garbage mm-hmm. which it kind of hinders how people can emerge into society like mm-hmm. probably they could emerge like amazingly good but because of these stereotypes and everything it hinders the way they, they emerge mm-hmm. So, I mean, uh, well, as we can see, you know, it's a huge problem and I'm really glad that uh, you're, you know, decided to come up with this project. Uh, and I'm just curious, what do you see as, you know, a longer term goal? Uh, what do you see as the outcomes that you, you know, hope to see with the project being in place? Um, well, first of all, we're like expecting to receive more stories. We're mm-hmm. st- we just received like a couple, but we're still like trying to like expand our platform. And what I've, I have like as a long term goal in general is like to have a place where migrants feel safe and a place where they mm-hmm. to some extent like help migration to reduce yeah because for example like right now a story may define other people's choices you mm-hmm. know maybe they see this experience of another person as like oh yeah maybe i shouldn't migrate or maybe i should stay in my country and try this and that or maybe i should migrate but being ca- like cautious of the consequences so i think that the long-term goal is trying to eradicate general migration in Latin America and to, because we want to raise awareness about also the causes that lead people to like migrate because we often address migration but we never address the causes of we course. never talk about how bad the country is or how bad the political situation is so also like addressing the causes and trying to like to some extent mitigate them mm-hmm. is one of the aims I think it's a very <clears throat> important uh, point to raise the fact that we only look at the consequences, not the causes of a lot of um, yeah. important issues, especially in those places that are typically viewed as, oh, inferior or like, oh, they're supposed to be, you know, like, mm-hmm. for example, labors uh, of ours. I feel like that kind of perception really needs to be eradicated. And I really do hope that by, you know, showing those stories. And I mean, just I feel like Antarctica, I'm pretty sure you'll agree as well, like by, you know, just listening to her story, it it oh, home, you know like it, it makes you look at the problem so differently than mm-hmm. you would otherwise yeah uh so maybe you know wrapping it up a bit slowly yeah. um i would just maybe ask in general as an issue of migration how do you see this um you know um developing in the future do you think there is some um you know hope for a more positive development and kind of 
improvement in uh, this, you know, very problematic issue that we were talking about? I think that sadly migration is going to still be a prominent issue in Latin America, mm-hmm. especially because Latin America is going through a really rough phase right now where we're not politically stable, we're not going to yeah. be economically stable, in Mexico there's a recession coming. Yeah. So a lot of people view migration as a way out. So mm-hmm. I think that's going to still be a prominent issue, most likely even in the States. However, I don't know exactly what's going to happen because there's still new policies in coming, like coming from mm-hmm. part of the state, like there's yeah. more security in the border, it's harder to get a visa now. So sadly, I think there's going to be still a prominent issue. Of course. However, it all depends on the on every country yeah. in the political situation, economic situation. Yeah, and uh, I mean, I guess we can just hope that the projects, like the ones yeah. that you're doing, yeah. are gonna positively <laughs> contribute to, you know. This. I really hope so. <laughs> well, yes. So yeah, and also, so Fernanda, where can our listeners uh, find your project? Where take can, can they, you know, see the stories? Sure, we're on Facebook and on Instagram. In both, we're more than a migrant. Uh, so yeah, make sure to follow us. Yes, uh, please do follow More Than a Migrant on both Instagram and Facebook to follow up um, on Fernanda's stories, which are, you know, as obviously stated, amazing. And yeah, thank you so much for joining us at the Bridge of Stories podcast. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Fernanda. Thank you for listening to the Bridge of Stories podcast. We would like to especially thank the ones that have shown great support for this product. The United World College in Mostar, National Committees of Poland and China, Mr. Adrian de Mol van Otterloo, and the 2019 Mostar Youth Summer Program. We can't wait for you to hear the next episode. See you next Saturday!